You're listening to TBD, a podcast for brilliant coaches, consultants, helpers, and healers creating their best work and their most meaningful contribution. I'm your host, Megan Hale, business strategist and thought partner to help you distill your wisdom into your most potent offers and the multiple six figures that go with it. I'll be the first to tell you though, as someone who's done it, this path is far from a straight line. There are highs, there are lows, and so many moments of uncertainty in between. But if there are two things I know to be true, it's you always know what you need to know when you need to know it. And the next right step is always on its way. Let's do this. Hey, hey, y'all. Welcome back to the show. Oh my goodness. Last week was kind of a whirlwind getting the brand new Dream Money page launched, which P.S., if you have not seen it, you have to go and take a look at just how beautiful it is. I firmly believe that sales pages carry energy and care and attention and love and all of this goodness that we infuse into them. And Dream Money brings a punch, y'all. So definitely go and check it out. The link is down in the show notes. But following getting that page out into the world, I then went into balance mode, which is basically me having a few days of high output, followed by like, five days of low to no output. And so I've had multiple people close to me over the years tell me that I am exceptional at taking care of my energy because I do big things, but then do nothing for a while. And I take plenty of vacays, et cetera. And so I thought that that was important to share because sustainability looks different for each of us. Some of us sprint and then we rest. Some of us don't do sprints at all, but work at a consistent pace that we can maintain. Maybe some of us do a bit of both, right? And either way, energy management is where it's at. And I am now in a new groove of creating all kinds of content for the dream money launch happening all this month. So other than that, before we dive into our episode today, which is all around the A of dream money, which is abundant money, I wanted to share a few life updates because I feel like they're really going to flow into this topic. So as you may recall earlier on the show, I shared that my husband and I were trying to figure out where we want to move after he retires from the military in May, which is coming sooner and sooner. <laughs> Every single month passes by. I'm like, we should figure this out. And so we have been considering either going to Las Vegas, Charlotte, or Charleston. And now we're actually considering just staying in Omaha for a year or two. And my heart is feeling really content about this. We have a great house and more importantly, a low mortgage. Our kids are starting to make a lot of friends this year. And I really dig the no mosquitoes and the four seasons. And I think that we've also been in this season of working to get to this place of abundance and the idea of moving to a new city where we would be paying three times as much for what we have now, not to mention three times as high of an interest rate isn't really feeling like the best financial decision, like even if we could make it happen. The housing market still feels a little wild out there. And as much as I am so excited to move to our forever city, I'm also in this season of having plenty of cash flow and really enjoying it, which I'm so excited to dive into inside this episode. And so just to put some real numbers in perspective here, we have a 2,700 square foot house with a mortgage that's just over 12% of our total income, okay? We also own three cars, that are also just over 12% of our total income. And so between our mortgage and our vehicles, we're just shy of 25%, which leaves 75% for utilities and extraneous spending, okay? We're also credit card debt-free. We're able to save every month. Both of our kids are also now in school, which means no childcare tuition, okay? Like we are in a season that feels really financially rad right now. 
that we've been working towards for a very long time. Now, we did not have any of these margins clarified before we moved to Omaha. We actually moved from a mortgage in Texas that was at the top end of our budget. And because we figured Omaha wasn't going to be our forever home, we decided to buy something at the lower end of our budget. And now I'm so glad we did. We did a huge home renovation in 2020, putting another hundred grand into our house. And although our home is far from my dream house, okay, it is everything that I need in this season. And I think it's so easy to get swept up in the better and more in this country. And trust me, I have dream house dreams, okay, with one of those beautiful accordion doors that opens the whole house to the outside, the looks out onto an infinity pool and hot tub with mountain or lake views. I have a Jaguar F-Pace parked in my garage, okay, like I have dreams. <laughs> but what I know to be true is that abundant money doesn't live in the more or better. It lives in the more or better still feeling spacious in your budget where you have more than enough money left over after you're done paying your bills, right? And so although I want those things, I also only want to upgrade to them when their margins make sense for our monthly income. And this is for a few key reasons. One, I've been house poor before. That is not fun. I've also been car poor before. Also not fun. I've also been team poor in my business, which I'll talk about more in just a second, which also is not fun. It puts so much financial pressure on like, yes, you might be having the things that you want, but it doesn't add abundance. It doesn't add ease. It tends to create a lot of financial stress. And you also feel like all of your cash flow is already spoken for and allocated. And so there's not a lot of extra left over. Okay. And so experiencing the opposite in this season has been really, really great. And of course, part of what makes this possible is one, living in a dual income household, two, having health insurance through the military. That's not something that we have ever thought about paying for. And, and we have health insurance for life. We only had to serve 21 years of active duty in order to get that, but we are going to cash that baby in. And we are also living somewhere where the cost of living is super low, or at least very low to me. And so if we move to Vegas, Charlotte, or Charleston, we'd for sure, for sure be paying double to even triple for what we have now. And there have been many times in our house and city search where I've been frustrated that the cost of living is so high. And I know at some point we're going to make the move, but my plan is to have a down payment large enough to keep our mortgage and our vehicles combined at around 30% of our income. Okay. Cause I really, really love having these lower margins. Like that has been the thing that has made the biggest difference. So it's like, how can I replicate that? Right. And so what this is also going to mean is that I have a fairly aggressive savings goal because my dream house is easily over seven figures. Right. But also we need to be earning more between the two of us over these next couple of years to really make all of these numbers make sense. So it's both. And, and even then, Putting $500,000 down on a house, for instance, to make that mortgage reasonable and fit into the margins that I want also makes you think about what else that 500K could get you, right? And if that's truly the smartest financial decision. But that is why I have a financial advisor to advise me on some of those things. And I think at the end of the day, you have to really put your money in the things that are going to bring you the most joy. So if the thing that's going to bring me the most joy is having my seven-figure house and my Jaguar F-Pays, then I'm going to be putting money in that direction. So all of this brings me to one of the most common fallacies many of us have when it comes to abundant money is thinking that once we're making more than enough or have more than enough, we won't need to pick and choose what to do with our money, right? That we can have all of it. But no matter how much you are making or how much extra you have, you will still need to make decisions about your money. 
you'll still have to choose between one thing or another. Even Kim Kardashian or Oprah, for example, have to choose between one mansion or another. And you might be thinking, oh, poor them. I would love to have that problem, right? But the decision still has to be made. People are still going to be making smart decisions with their money of what makes the most sense here. What are the things that I most want here, right? And and directing their money in those directions. So as I was preparing for this episode, I've of course been thinking a lot about abundance and how we create it. And I'm so excited to dive in here because one part of abundance is having a spending plan where there is money left over. But this isn't the easiest thing to create for most people. And one thing that helps us create abundance is that age old advice of living below your means, right? But here's the thing, to be honest, living below my means has never felt sexy to me, luxurious to me, or abundant to me. Instead, it's felt like sacrificing or settling. And I also think living below your means is only possible when your means aren't too low to begin with, right? Which has also made me question where that advice is coming from to begin with. Like, is it coming from people who are earning enough money that living under their means still provides a good life? likely, right? And I definitely don't subscribe to Dave Ramsey's perspective on living on beans and rice to get ahead. I subscribe to enjoying your life now, which I think is a balance of having a spending plan where your money is going in directions that bring you joy and make a meaningful difference to your lifestyle, while also being grateful for what you have and still dreaming of the things you want. At least that's where I'm at in this season. But that is not where we are going in this episode, because when it comes to abundant money, what I want us to dive into is the strategy and systems of abundance as well as mindset. So let's dive in. So I know I've told this story before, but I think it is worthy of repeating. For most of my life, I have been focused on not enough money. Every time I would open my accounts, I would want to see more money there. Every time I would go out shopping, I would wish I could buy whatever I wanted. Before I did a lot of my money healing work, money stress was a very common theme for me. I grew up with money stress and experiences of not enough. Both my parents worked, and even though we lived in a middle-class neighborhood where things were in no means extravagant, there were definitely times when things felt tight. Like I remember when my parents had to cancel cable for a bit, or we had to pare back on extracurricular activities. And there was one particular week that I remember clear as day that there was not enough food in the house. But when it came to the big things, I always had more than enough. My parents' money stress though, definitely filtered down to me. And you would be surprised just how much that becomes an unconscious pattern because that's how you're used to relating to money. So never enough money was a well-ingrained money belief I carried most of my life. I don't have a single memory, in fact, of feeling like there was more than enough money. And of course, when you grow up with constant money stress, our little brains also decide that money must be hard to make, get, receive, or manage. Otherwise, why would this be so stressful, right? So it's really fascinating when you start to dig into your own conditioning around money. Anyway, never enough money was my primary orientation. But then One day in the fall of 2015, after months of doing enoughness work, which was really around my own enoughness and worthiness, as well as grounding down into the belief that there's always more than enough time. And I was also enough regardless of how much money I made. Okay. But I had this experience with money. I'll never forget. I remember exactly where I was sitting when I opened my checking account that day. And I had overdrawn my account many times as a teenager learning to manage money. So I was used to seeing my account in the negative. Okay. Not that this happened all the time, but enough times where you know what it's like to overdraw an account. And on this particular day, I was still feeling some shame and feelings of not enough around my earning. I was in the first year of my business and literally spending every single dollar I made, not because I was necessarily overspending, but because there simply wasn't a lot being made, right? And things cost things. And so in those feelings of not enough, I opened my account and the balance was zero, zero, zero. And for some reason, 
seeing that balance, not in the negative and not in the positive, but literally zero, zero, zero was a moment that shifted my brain chemistry. Because for the first time, instead of my immediate thought being not enough money, my thought was, huh, there's just enough money, like literally just enough money to cover every single thing that was coming out of that account. Okay. Now that's not to say that that became my new automatic thought. I for sure had to work at it, but this experience of having just enough money was a very distinct bridge to having more than enough money because on paper, when math mass, the definition of abundance is having more than enough, whether that's an extra dollar or an extra million. Okay. Obviously the more extra there is, the more abundant we think that we will feel. But as I've stepped into more and more money and watched my clients step into more and more money, what I notice most of the time is that when we have more than enough, hell, when we have more extra money than we've ever had, okay, many of us still don't feel abundant. Why? Because the feeling of abundance isn't created through numbers alone. It's also a perspective, a mindset, and even a practice that has to start alongside your journey to more money, whether that's acknowledging when you have just enough to be provided for, or you have more than enough to be provided for. If you want to feel abundant with money, we have to acknowledge when there's first an abundance to begin with. Okay. And then getting more and more comfortable with becoming more and more abundant. I was listening to a podcast episode recently on money love with Paige Pritchard and Jermaine Foley about the skill of having money. And although they didn't approach this from the lens of abundance, I couldn't help but think about the very real experience of abundance making us uncomfortable. What's it like to have more than enough? Is it okay to have more than enough, right? So just a little aside here that abundance will also tap dance on what's okay, what's allowed, and what's safe for our nervous systems to receive, which is all the more reason to start paying attention to when you have more than enough and your comfort level having it. Every single time I give myself a pay raise from my business, for instance, I notice the discomfort of stretching into more abundance, which is all the more evidence that abundance is not just a numbers game. It's an energetic game. It's a capacity game. It's a belief game. And just because there's more to receive doesn't mean it automatically feels safe to receive it. I think this is so incredibly fascinating. And it also reminds me of Gay Hendricks' work around upper limits, okay? But I digress. So when it comes to stepping into abundant money, I approach this in a few key strategic ways with my clients. The first is inside the Dream Money Blueprint and the Dream Money Calculator. One of the first exercises we're going to do together is calculate your key financial needs. And we do this for both your business expenses and how much it's costing you to run your business every month, and also for your personal expenses, for how much it's costing you to live your life every month. And when we have all of your expenses listed out, we add one more piece that starts to take an intentional step into the abundant direction, which is adding what I call wiggle room to each of these spending plans. Okay. I ask you to intentionally add a little extra to both your business spending and personal spending that feels spacious for you. Okay. In this way, we are not budgeting ourselves down to the penny. That does not feel abundant to me. We have extra money because we're intentionally designing our money that way. We're baking that in. Okay. And that is one simple shift. We can start moving into more than enough money. The second is when we're calculating revenue goals, we're not just considering how much you need to make to cover your business expenses and personal expenses, but we're also zooming out on the other additional financial needs that you have, such as making sure you have business savings. So there's literally always extra money stacking up at the bank, 
that is textbook more than enough money. Okay. And we're intentionally weaving this need for business savings into your revenue goals. Okay. So there's always going to be extra money left over. The second is that your taxes are good and covered. Okay. One of the things that a lot of us are not clear on is how much we need to be setting aside for taxes. Also how much we need to be charging in order to make sure we're getting paid and our taxes are also getting paid. Okay. So really having your revenue goals dialed in with all of these needs considered is really, really, really important. Okay. Very important. So from here though, we also need to make sure that your team is covered. So your people are taken care of, right? We also need to make sure that your business is setting aside a certain amount to reinvest back into itself because there's not an entrepreneur that I know that knows everything there is to know about growing a successful business. Okay. There's going to have to be people that we learn from that we hire. There's going to have to be courses that we take in order to further our education. Like this is a key need as a business owner. And so we need to make sure that that need is considered when we're thinking about your revenue goals. A couple more needs is also making sure that we have money set aside to pay off debt and get ahead. I'm so big on protecting your credit score and making sure that we're also looking at how much debt you have and what needs to be paid back. What's the minimum payment amount that we need to be considering? And then how can we actually add extra so you can pay off that debt quicker? Okay. Debt is so incredibly common in business because it's something that we're leveraging in order to get the support we need to grow for most of us, right? Unless you're running a cash only business, it can take years for your business to get to a cash only basis. Okay. The other thing is making sure we're able to contribute to our retirement, right? This is a core need for ourselves if we are here to get financially ahead. And I believe that this is a big piece of your own financial self-care of not just thinking about the present, but also thinking about the future. And then lastly, baking a small give back into your business, which I have found over and over again is so incredibly key for stepping into abundant money because there's always enough to give, which PS, if you have never checked out the 2% pledge, I want you to go on my website right now and go check out that initial because when we all give just 2%, your 2% plus my 2%, that all adds up together for us to create some pretty amazing good in the world. Okay. So when we take the time and the math to consider each of these financial needs, this is what helps us step into more than enough money because everything is accounted for. And then some, okay, the quickest way to not have enough money is to estimate how much you need that does not consider the full picture. Okay, so this is why this step in particular is so key. And it's the first step we're going to take inside the dream money blueprint and the dream money calculator. The third piece that's important for abundant money is conscious spending. Okay. And I think it's here where most people have the hardest time because when it comes to abundant money, having to pick and choose is what puts a lot of us into scarcity. Okay. But let me be super clear. If you do not know how to manage your money, no matter how much money you are making, you will never feel rich, okay? If you do not learn how to manage your money, it does not matter how much money you're making, you will never feel rich, all right? So here's the thing. The reality of having to choose between one thing or another versus having them both feels like the opposite of abundance, okay? I get it. But when you align your spending choices so you have more than enough, it's a pretty rad thing to experience a surplus and not to mention the way stress decreases around your finances. Now, this is also where capitalism can come in and do some major toxic bypassing because we cannot budget or manage our way out of poverty. Okay. Only more earning can do that as well as dismantling the systems that create inequity to begin with, which is no small feat. But what I want to invite us into is not seeing the having to choose as a limitation, because remember, we will always have to choose and make decisions with our money, but rather see the elevated experience in our choices. Here's what I mean. 
Are you having to choose between a new car that's 50K or a luxury car that's 100K, for example, right? Like that's not a bad place to be. Are you having to choose between the pair of shoes you really want or a pair that gets the job done, but also gives you money left over to be allocated in a different direction? That's also not a bad place to be, okay? Obviously, this is a completely different experience than having to choose between paying your rent or feeding your family. There is very little abundance in that. But what I want to shift us into is the perspective that the things we are consciously choosing between don't have to bring up feelings of not enough. Instead, they can bring up feelings of liberation, alignment, and yes, abundance. Making conscious choices that are aligned with our values is the easiest way to feel more joy with your money, even when those conscious choices carry with them a lot of no's. Okay. For instance, I'm in a season of really honoring my business's margins right now. I am being more mindful of my investments versus investing in the things that I want, but don't necessarily need. I'm also being mindful with my team margin right now, even though there's another hire I really, really, really want to make. I am honoring the margins I've set for myself so I can pay myself more. And even though I'm intentionally saying no to things I really, really want, I'm also saying yes to receiving a higher take-home salary in this season. And there are gifts upon gifts in that decision for me. I have never been happier in my business than I am right now financially because I have very low financial stress. I have a really healthy margins and getting comfortable receiving more from my business on an energetic level. Like this piece is going to be so major for all that it is to come as I build a multiple seven figure app. Okay. So my point is our no's also create more yeses. And when our no's are aligned, they're conscious, they're prioritizing the things that are most important to us. This is such an essential ingredient to feeling more abundant. So I remember in 2018, when I paid off 30K in debt in 10 months, okay, I said a lot of no's that year. I invested very little into my business and I also paid myself very little in order to reach this goal, but it never felt like sacrifice. It felt exciting, exhilarating even because I was so focused on my vision and personal definition of financial success. And believe me, being debt-free that year, seeing that balance go down more and more every month made me feel so incredibly abundant and accomplished that there was more than enough to pay off that debt. And then I got to reallocate all that money into my paycheck afterwards. Like it was amazing and so deeply healing. So from a strategy perspective, we have to get clear on our financial needs first so we're seeing our full financial picture. Then we need to add some extra wiggle room so your money feels spacious. You're not having to nickel and dime yourself. That's going to be the opposite of abundance, right? So we can intentionally weave spacious money in. Then we need anchored revenue goals that are considering all of our key financial needs. Okay. We can't just focus on what the business needs or what our personal pay needs are. Like we have additional financial needs as business owners. We want to step into more than enough money. Okay. So having your key financial needs clarified and considered when we are calculating revenue goals, this literally informs so many more things, especially when it comes to sustainable price points and your sales goals and your marketing, like so many things move from this financial clarity alone. Okay. This is why I'm so big. Like before I touch anybody's business, before I do any strategy, we are calculating these numbers together. So I understand exactly what the business needs to do for them to feel financially supported. Okay. You have to have these numbers and I'm going to keep on saying it over and over and over again until every single entrepreneur knows what these numbers are for them, because they are so incredibly key. If you were here to step into abundant money. Okay. From there though, we also have to make conscious spending a thing. 
because if we do not learn how to spend our money wisely, we don't learn how to manage our money wisely. It does not matter how much money you make. You will never feel rich. Okay. So what is most important to you in this season? How can you make aligned decisions that prioritize those things? The greatest shift that I have made this year is chasing my margins versus more revenue. And interestingly, I have been gradually increasing revenue month after month this year. Having healthier margins has been so good for my soul, which has invited me into saying no to things I would prefer to say yes to, right? But it's only a no right now, not a no forever. As revenue increases and the margins say yes, best believe I will be making some moves on those additional investments I want to make as well as new hires, okay? But those no's are giving me some big yeses. They're creating even more abundance for me. And there is nothing more liberating than directing both your energy, your money, your time, your decisions, your focus into the directions you so choose. So if you're in the beginning stages of abundant money, start by focusing on where there's just enough money, because I can almost guarantee you that you're likely already there. Okay. You might already be experiencing more than enough money, whether that's an extra dollar or an extra million. Okay. But abundance does not live in a number alone. It lives in the noticing, the naming, the acknowledgement of there being more than enough. Where can you start finding that right now? Okay. We will chat again about clarifying your enough numbers and how your attachment style to money intersects here because whew, it so does. Okay. But for now, I definitely encourage you to take this first step with me in getting clear on your financial needs and calculating your revenue goals that consider your full financial picture. Okay. This is the work that we do inside both the dream money blueprint and the dream money calculator. You can find out more at meganhale.co slash dream dash money in the show notes. Until next time though, my friends, here's to the courage to keep showing up even when clarity is still forming, knowing, trusting, believing the next right step is always on its way. See you soon.